and welcome back to part two of our episode. And we're back here, of course, with our guest and friend, John Steele. And we're now going to move on to our next segment, wherein we take a look into my briefs. That sounds like a horror film poop. (laughs) (laughs) That's because it's looking into his briefs. I I got it. (laughs) I know you got it. Anyway, today's uh, news story is basically an example of irony. President, or should say former President Donald Trump, had made a motion that he and his attorneys be allowed to review classified evidence at Mar-a-Lago. Oh, well, that sounds fair. And of course, this is for the case in which he's been charged for concealing classified documents at Mar-a-Lago and lying to federal investigators about it. You see, if they do the questioning and all that stuff there at Mar-a-Lago, they won't have too far to go to get more paperwork that they need. Yeah, yeah, right? No. But that's not what he, he... He doesn't want to be questioned at Mar-a-Lago. He wants to review the documents at, at Mar-a-Lago. Mar-a-Lago. All right. Which is just like the irony of like, yes, I want to review the documents in the case where I'm being charged or review... Of I'll keeping documents here at Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> I see if you've changed them since you took them away from me. I mean, some of those documents have to be seen or are only allowed to be seen inside a skiff, right? Exactly. And that's what the judge said. Judge Aileen Cannon. And she ruled that <coughs> she ruled that <coughs> all classified documents or all classified evidence must be reviewed at a sensitive compartmented information facility or skiff. He wanted to have him reviewed at Mar a Lago it would have been more convenient. Oh, of course. <laughs> I can see the point. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. Not with classified evidence, you know? Well, he's an ass. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's, it's okay. I, it's okay. We, we think he is too, oh, so. Okay. <laughs> you being a representative of the whole <clears throat> men's choir. But I'm sure he'll appeal this 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 decision too. Like he'll appeal everything else that goes against him in this. Well, of course, that's what he has to do. That's his mo. That's yeah. what he's going to do. To the surprise of no one who's been conscious for the past six years. <coughs> well, I mean, in New York, we know who he is. Yes, we've known who he is forever. Yeah, unfortunately, the whole Jones Beach fiasco. You, it's well, what amazes me is the people who he has spent his life shitting on. Are the ones that are are the right followers? Up. Yeah, yeah. They think he's their savior. He laughs at them. He of jokes. He does. He hates that. He he has no interest in those people except for their money, and they're willing to give it to him. Yep. Hand yes, over, they are. Hand over fist. Yeah. Uh, but that was it for this week in uh, looking in my briefs. Really? Yeah. It was a short segment that this time. A, yeah, it was a short one. We now move on to our next segment. Yes. Florida. Oh. No, not Florida. But yes, it is the week in fascism. So we'll get to Florida. No, believe it or not, wait, I have two stories here and neither one has to do with Florida. Right. Texas? Surprising. Nope, not even Texas. Oh my gosh. Arkansas. Nope. One of these is actually a follow-up from a story we discussed last week. Remember we talked about Elon Musk suing the Anti-Defamation League? Yeah, we did that. Well, a month earlier, he had already sued this other group called the Center for Countering Digital Hate because they were publishing reports of how he's not addressing all the white supremacists and bigoted comments that are being posted on Twitter or X uh, and doing nothing about it. Well, this week... The Center for Countering Digital Hate came out with a report that says that X continues to host nearly 86% of a set of 300 hateful posts after a week since it was reported to X. As of September 7th of this year, tweets promoting and glorifying anti-Semitism, racism, neo-Nazism, white supremacy were all still up. The center also found that dozens of advertisements for household brands like Apple and Disney were now appearing next to hate speech, despite X's claims to have, quote, built brand safety and content moderation tools that have never existed before at this company. So the researchers collected a sample of 300 posts characterized as containing hate speech from 100 accounts, which was roughly three posts per account. A week after the posts were reported on August 30th and 31st, they found that X had left up 259 of the 300 posts. Oh, okay. huh. took some down. 90 of the 100 accounts still remained active. 
despite all these posts being in clear violation of X's policies against hateful conduct. Now, are you guys on X? Yes. I use it only to promote the podcast. Otherwise, I mean, I don't see a lot of that stuff because I have my account set up that I don't see that crap, you know? There are people I follow, I get their stuff. That's how Twitter works. Yes, it does. He's an ass. He's a but yeah, he's, ass. A, he's just an ass. I just man, it's like you get, you're enabling. You're an enabler of fascism. If as far they, as I'm concerned, they have the ability to finance these ridiculous lawsuits. That's going to what delay the inevitable or. Wait till people get bored and don't care anymore, or wait till people do well. What? I don't. I just. I'm grumpy. <laughs> did that story make you grumpy? It did. It made me grumpy. Good. It, it should. It, you should be be grumpy about something like that. Fucking dick. I said the man's a fascist enabler. As far as I'm concerned. Does he post on Trumps? On True Social? No. No, he never posts on there. You don't think he does? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Unless he goes on there anonymously, I have no idea. I'm not on True Social, so I don't know. But, of course, that isn't the only story that came out this week, as you may have heard. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy authorized an impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden. Yes, it's about time. Yeah, it is. Especially <laughs> since 11 days earlier, he said that he wouldn't in. He wouldn't unilaterally unilaterally decide that it needed to be a vote in the House. Yes. And then, of course, now he changed his mind. Because Trump's, of course, been busy calling all these congressmen, pressuring them to pressure McCarthy. No, this is that blonde bitch. This is... Oh, Green? Marjorie Taylor Green. Yeah. This is that whole faction telling him... They're pressuring him. It's embarrassing. Well, there's a little interesting story about this that I looked up a little bit more. Back in 2020, House, the then House Speaker, Nancy Pelosi, decided to launch an impeachment inquiry without holding a vote on it, just like Kevin McCarthy. But the Donald Trump-led Justice Department declared that impeachment inquiries by the House are invalid unless the chamber takes formal votes to authorize them. Quote, we conclude the House must expressly authorize a committee to conduct an impeachment investigation and to use compulsory process in that investigation before the committee may compel the reduction of documents or testimony. Now, this all happened back in 2020, because Trump and his uh, members of administration were resisting subpoenas under this initial impeachment inquiry because it wasn't authorized by a vote. Eventually, Pelosi did submit it to a vote, and it was it was passed, so the impeachment in- inquiry continued into Trump then. But now you have a situation here now, three years the later, other, now around. Biden can turn around and say... We're not going to give you any information. We're not going to have any witnesses. This was this inquiry was not authorized by a, a vote. By the Congress, right. Yep. So it's just another example of Kevin McCarthy cutting his nose to spite his face. Is he the guy that freezes up? No. No, that's McConnell. That's Mitch McConnell, the uh, Senate Majority Leader. He's got to go, too. Yeah, he him and Dianne Feinstein need to resign. She's, she's got to quit. But Kevin McCarthy, I think, is the most spineless, feckless, the worst House Speaker we've had. Probably worse than Newt Gingrich, who I thought was they bad. got him by the short and curls. Well, that's what I mean. Newt Gingrich at least had balls. This guy has no balls, no spine. Well, he's, you know, he knows that... It was so goes, important to him to get this House speakership. And he knows that if he goes against them in any way, they'll get He's going to lose it. That's exactly right. <laughs> or worse, any single one of them can vote for a vote, can call for a vote to vote him out. And the thing is, even if he does eventually submit the impeachment inquiry for a vote. There are plenty of Republicans out there, especially those who are up for election next year, who have been on the record saying, we do not support an impeachment inquiry. There's no evidence, which they're right, because this whole past summer, the House committees had all these hearings on Biden and Hunter Biden and their business dealings, and they found no evidence of corruption on Joe Biden's part. They found nothing. But they're going to have to do the impeachment anyway because that's good. Marjorie Taylor Greene has a hard-on for that. Yeah, exactly. And they know it's going to fail because once it goes to the Senate where the Democrats have the majority, he's going to be acquitted anyway. So this is all political theater. And it's being done so they can counterbalance this against Trump's trials. And just spend a little more money. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, those lawyers, you know. Because this is, I mean, the, this, the number of people this delay tactic employs has got to be like its own economy. Oh, my God. Yeah, right? Please. It's just crazy. Yeah. Yes, it is. Delay, delay, delay. Anyway, we now move on to our next segment. The la, the la, the la. <laughs> We're watching you, watching you, watching you, watching you. Yes, it's time for We Like to Watch. And John, did you watch anything exciting this week? I don't know if you call it exciting. I've been getting into, like, older movies. Okay. And TCM has been kind of like my go-to. I love Turner Classic Movies, one of my favorite channels. Yeah, yesterday or the day before? No, Tuesday. It was Tuesday night. (coughs) They ran back-to-back two Alfred Hitchcock movies. Oh, which which ones? Rear Window and Psycho. (coughs) Wow. Wow. That was a good night. It was a good night. Two of the best. We had company that night, so it didn't help much during (laughs) Psycho. But, you know, all in all, that's what I've been watching. Then I saw, um, like a week or so ago, The Man Who Fell to Earth with David Bowie. Oh, wow. Yeah, some of the the older classics. I don't remember that as being a great movie. It's an interesting premise and everything. It is, it is. And it's interesting to know, like, when that was made. Yes. How they thought the future would look like. Yeah. You know? And then I also saw War Games. Oh, my God, with Matthew Broderick. (laughs) When he took his shirt off, I thought, I remember when he was young and cute. (laughs) A long time ago. A long time ago. But the whole thing with the computer, you know, to see the computers that they were using. God damn, this is 1980s. Oh, my God. And it was like, you know. Jolly play our game. The AOL AOL login. Yep. You know. I forget what what, he was, you know, typing in stuff. Hacking the big computer. Yeah. It was it was very funny, but it was good. And it I is a good it. movie. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I remember seeing it in the theater. So that's it. And, you know, the usual, you know, AGT. AGT? America's Got Talent. Oh, yes. I keep forgetting you're, you're a yeah. big fan of America's Got Talent. I don't like how they're doing it this year. Why? What are they doing differently? Well, they had, they're in the semifinals now. Okay. And they have 11 acts perform. Mm-hmm. And then the next night, they only put two into the finale. So there's nine others, groups, or performers who get wow. booted off. You would think they'd at least make it three. And it, the, the thing is, is like each show has at least two of their golden buzzer picks. So you know, more than likely, those are the two that are going to go through. Yeah. So you have all these other people competing. And that some of them are excellent. They're, I mean, they're amazing. But you just know which group or which act is going to go through and which ones aren't. Good. It's a little disappointing in that respect. Yeah. You know, America's voting. Yeah, yeah please. Okay, whatever. But I watch it anyway. And they so, do have good acts on there. Yeah, they really do. Very Sur- talented people on Survivor that show. Survivor will be starting soon, too. And what is? Survivor. Oh, God. You've been watching that since, since the very the first season. Yeah. And then um, I did watch the All-Stars of uh, Project Runway. Okay. Uh, Bra- uh, Bravo. Oh, okay. How was that? It was good. It was good. It's like 20... Is that with Christian Siriano? Yes. Okay. Yes. And I forget all the, the judges and stuff, but it, it was good. It was a lot of the older folks that didn't win. Okay. Got to come back for like a second chance. Yeah. It was good. Well, that's cool. That was inspiring. I've seen that. I'll salute for that. Yeah. Season season 20. Was it was all Netflix? Netflix? Nope. It's on Bravo. I don't know if they, Bravo well, and Netflix, share their feeds. I don't know. I'll find it. We stopped watching after Tim and Heidi left. Yeah, I, you know, it's it's a different show. Yeah, but it's primarily the same though. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it's a competition Christian Suriani you know? is is just as cutting. Oh, I'm as sure. Tim Gunn was right. You know, he has his say. You know, I love it when he talks when they have the male models come in. Yeah, he goes, oh, this is my favorite. This is my favorite. You know, get to see half the models naked and stuff while they're changing clothes. He loves that. <laughs> But that's pretty much what I've been watching. Cool. And Thomas, what about you? Master Chef. Master Chef. What got you started watching Master Chef? Boredom. <laughs> Good reason. And how are you enjoying it? I like Master Chef. I've liked Master Chef. I'm not a cooking show guy. Okay. Is this the one with the am- all the amateur chefs? Yes. And they're being judged individually. 
Okay, we used to watch that also. There's also, there's another, there's a, well, there's a shit ton of cooking shows. But this is MasterChef with What's-His-Name, the three guys. What's-His-Name, the Spanish guy, and Tom? Oh, I remember Gordon, Guy Joe. Gordon Joe. Yeah, and I always forget who the third is. There's a Spanish guy, Anyan, Anyan. Oh, I know who you mean, but I know who you mean, though. He's, I like him, though. He's very so good. So I've been watching that, and then I like MasterChef Junior. That's always great. The one with the kids, yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's a good one. It kills me. They make me feel so inadequate. <laughs> I, I watch Crime Scene. Kitchen. Crime Scene Kitchen? Yeah, that was a good, that was a baking show. <laughs> Why is it called Crime Scene because Kitchen? they have a kitchen set up. Okay. There's like, a, you know, any number of teams, and they get to go into the kitchen and do their search, look for like grated cheese and the cheese grater and what kind of cheese it is, and then they have to come back into their own kitchen and create what the mystery uh, dessert is or whatever. Okay. So it was, it was good. Oh, cool. You know, two people on team on each team, and it, there was I think five teams or six teams that were professional pastry dessert chefs. Okay. And another group of five teams that were self-taught, and they had their separate eliminations. And then the last two finale of it was. Um, the best three from the amateurs and the best three from the professionals okay. competed against each other. Yeah. And the self-tots did very, very well. Oh, cool. So, it was a good show. It was a fun show. Okay. And Thomas, what else have you been watching besides mm-hmm. Master Chefs? Uh, nothing. <laughs> nothing? <laughs> Not even anything RuPaul-related? Uh, well, I watched the latest episode of Australia. Okay. What else? There's very little RuPaul now. I'm waiting for more. There's there's a uh, Britain coming up, I think, again. Oh, okay. Uh, there's always this, just so, he, she's just always so busy. There's so <laughs> much to, you know, that empire. There's, it is. It's an empire now. It's crazy because every one of the queens who, like, especially in Europe, a lot of them, you can't, part of their prize package is a show centered around them. Oh, really? Like, the, the chance to be flown out to California and work with, you know, World of Wonders Productions on your very own TV show. Yeah. So the World of Wonder Productions app on the phone is lousy with these with these shows. They're all over the place. and They, they run the gamut from comedy shows to makeup tutorials to whatever it is. Uh, so there, that, that was my RuPaul exposure for the week. Okay. I'm trying to think if there's anything else of interest. No uh, movies. No, I, no oh, serial wait. killers I you're watching. Watch, no, I did watch something. <gasps> uh, uh, serial killers, yeah. <laughs> um, I knew there had to be at least one. What did I watch? I watched something I that was pretty cool the other day. I don't know where I watched it. Do you know there's a new uh, Matthew Shepard documentary coming out? Uh, I did not know that. Yes, there is a new uh, one coming out. I'm not sure what streaming service it's going to be on, but I, I know it's, it's coming out. I think. Yeah. Because I know about that one, too. I was going to mention it to you, Tommy, because I know you. Um, yeah, I did not know about that. Yes. It's supposed to be out. Like, a lot of new information. Uh, well, I hope they don't go into some of the stuff that came out in this book some years ago, this investigator wrote this book saying that there were claims that Matthew Shepard was a meth dealer, that was he was actually having sex with one of the two guys, and that this was really a drug robbery, that they thought he had a bunch of meth on him or money on him, so they thought that they would rob him. That had nothing to do with him being gay. But then a lot of people came out, including the police who were on the case, saying, uh, no, a lot of this, that's a lot of bullshit. Yeah, I didn't hear about that. Well, that book's old. Yeah, that's from like 2013 or 2014, yeah. I think. There's been a couple. Called, I think it's called The Book of Matt. There's a, there's a bunch of them. Yeah, so I'm very interested to see what's going to be said yeah. in this new documentary then. Who's producing it? I don't know. We feed, John I thinks think, it might be I on Netflix. It's, Net, it's either Netflix or Hulu. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But anything else, Tommy? I watched a movie last night, night before last, that had a woman in it. <laughs> wow, that really narrows it down. Let me guess what movie it was. <laughs> All about Eve? No. no. The women? No. <laughs> I know what you're doing. Valley of the Dolls? Uh, I, I can't remember the name of it. I don't remember why I watched it. <laughs> Do you remember what it was about? No, but I watched the whole thing. Oh, my God. I've done that. I've no idea what it was. It couldn't have been 48 hours ago. Was the movie made in the 20th century or the 21st century? I believe it was. Oh, I don't know. Oh my. Was it in black or white or in color? It was in color. Okay, so we narrowed it down a little bit. We're now like mid 20th century on. <laughs> I'm going to look and see if I can find it. We'll check Hulu first. Was it like high definition camera or was it kind of blurry looking? Why don't you shut the fuck up? 
and uh, choke on something. Was there piano playing music and place cards with dialogue? I started watching The Diplomat. I don't know if I'm how far into that I'm going to go. Oh, uh, okay. I'm not familiar with that. The Diplomat. Yeah, it's a TV series. It's uh, What's that about? She's a diplomat. Her husband's a diplomat. Her husband's a legendary diplomat. She's a diplomat. She wants to go. She's planning to go to Afghanistan to work on, you know, religious issues and something. Okay. And, but then um, a British boat gets blown up. Ooh. So they need her to go to London instead. So they send her to London. And her husband goes with her. And her husband is this old, very friendly diplomat. He knows all these people. He knows all these places. And yeah. he keeps stepping on her toes and making... So there was that. I don't know. I can't find it. And now I feel stressed to like... Not for me. <laughs> move fast. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm going to go back to it. I can't find it. And I'm sick of looking, so... Uh, keep searching. What you you keep watch? searching. I'll go on to what I watched. What you watch? Stephen and, <laughs> and I started watching a new series. Well, not it's not new now. On uh, is on Max called called The Discovery of Witches. It's based on a uh, trilogy of books uh, by this woman named Deborah Harkness, and it's sort of like historical fiction. It's about this woman. She's doing research on the history of alchemy. Okay. And she, she we also find out she's actually was born a witch, but she's like disavowed the witch lifestyle and everything, and she, she took bad genes. Can't right use now. her magic at all, and she manages to get her hand on this book that basically traces how witches came about, as well as vampires and demons. Which exists in this world. And she basically meets up with this vampire who is trying to basically get to find the same answers that she's looking for in a way. And they team up and it's a series of ventures they have. They actually go back in time at one point. Interesting. It, 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 was, it, is an, it was an interesting series of books. We really enjoyed the books. So we watched the series. Of course, not as good as the books. They never are. But still entertaining. Follows the books, you know, pretty faithfully. And we've been enjoying it. So that's been good. History of witches. A discovery of witches. A discovery. On that's Max. What you call them. What? That's what you call them. It's a, a discovery. Like well, it's a coven of witches, but like the book a, is like called a, a discovery of, of witches. Not the murder of crows. No, it's not a murder of crows. Nothing like that. Okay. And have we also been watching only murders in the building. I haven't gotten that yet. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, you yeah, love I it. Into that really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. It's so good. We're still working on The Great. Oh, that's another great series. Between her work schedule and my rehearsal schedules and stuff, we haven't had time to. Oh, but only murders is so. I mean, but... Steve Martin and Martin Short are just so good. Selena and Gomez Merrill. is really good in oh, it. Meryl. Meryl's been great on it this yeah. season. Yeah, she's that's been a lot the, of fun. That was the reason I was going to start watching it. But it was very funny that you mentioned Matthew Broderick earlier because he appears in this le- the most recent episode. Oh, does he really? Playing himself. Oh, God. And it's, it's very, very funny. Even Mel Brooks has a short cameo in this episode <laughs> on the phone. But yeah, I love that show. I definitely recommend yeah. that. It's now in its third season. But I also want to talk about something that none of us have seen, but it's going to be opening on Broadway soon. And that's the new Stephen Sondheim musical called yeah. Here We Are. Hmm, I haven't heard about this. He wrote this. The book was written by David Ives, who wrote the play, uh, well, the one-act plays, Group together called All in the Timing. Okay. He and supposedly this the book is the the musical itself is inspired by two films. One called The Discreet Charm of the Bourgeoisie, and the other one The Exterminating Angel. Both of them concern rich bourgeois families, okay. and one of the film concerns a rich bourgeois family, and they get trapped on this island. There's no way of leaving. So he's, I guess, I don't know, combine the storyline somehow. But uh, the orchestrations are by longtime Sondheim collaborator Jonathan Tunick. The musical direction is by Alexander Gemini, who's been another longtime Sondheim collaborator. It stars, being directed by Joe Mantello, great director. It uh, among the many actors in it are Bobby Cannavale, Amber Gray, who I saw in Hadestown. Oh, she was fabulous. Dennis O'Hare. Oh, I like him. Right? Stephen Pasquale. And David Hyde Pierce. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's going to... Uh, previews begin on September 28th, and then it officially opens on... October 22nd, and it runs for 15 weeks. I heard... Yes. ...that he wrote Act 1. Right. And that there was very little of Act 2. But he wrote, he wrote almost none of Act 2. Okay. That's what I heard. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Why would you know? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I know you don't know. Nah, I never know. <laughs> I know. Who's on first? 
Who's on second? <laughs> no, who's on first? No, who's on second? I don't know who's on third. I don't know who's on third. Right. What do you got for us next, Leprechaun? Oh, what are, we're moving on already. You don't want to discuss the Sondheim musical? Nobody's driving the ship. We, you know, we have nothing to discuss about it. You gave us all the information. We don't know anything about it. There have been no leaks. There's been no sound. There's been no pictures. There's been nothing to talk about about this except for what you just said. Okay. I'll move on. Onward. Am I wrong? God, Karen, you are so stupid. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it's time for Stupid People! And this week's stupid person is a politician from Florida! No! But we haven't talked about Florida at all so far. This politician's not being cited for anything they did in the political realm. It's what they did in the theatrical realm. And we're talking about U.S. Congresswoman Lauren Boebert. Oh. It seems that she attended a performance of the musical Beetlejuice in downtown Denver. No. With a male companion. She said it three times. No, what had happened was, <laughs> during the first act, there were uh, a number of complaints about her and her companion, and um, they were warned about it during intermission. Were they talking or chatting? They were, uh, <clears throat> there were complaints about them vaping, singing, recording, apparently oh. she took a photo or two. And generally causing a disturbance. So they gave her a warning at intermission. And act two starts. And they're not in there in five minutes. And two more patrons complained about them. Uh, about them being loud and taking pictures. So the usher went up to them and said, "You, for sorry, you've been warned. You have to leave. And they resisted leaving. And she said stuff like, do you know who I am? And I'm on the board and I will be contacting the mayor. But of course she denied that she was vaping during the show, but did admit that she used her, fel her cell phone to take a performance, unaware that photographs were not allowed. Jess. Read your playbill. I mean, it's probably in there. Generally bad behavior. That's, yeah, that's entitled bad behavior. Yeah. Stupid. 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 It's stupid. It is stupid. And I think it's like something that I've discussed before about people not being brought up in a theater culture anymore. And it's going to get worse because... It, it is going to get worse. People aren't going to movies. There's, the, people don't collect for a singular experience anymore. No. Except athletic events. That's true. Athletic events and Broadway theater when you can afford the tickets. But I really believe that. People just are not exposed to Broadway culture as children anymore, to theater culture as children anymore, and they act like ignorant asses. They don't know how to behave. I always, re I always recall the one play I did, and I had some drunk audience member starting JG in a conversation with me during a monologue. Okay. I was there that night. <laughs> Yo, you were there that night? I was there that night. Yeah, she was quite inebriated. Yeah. And, of course, the theater didn't do anything about it. But this is community theater we're talking about. That's the theater we're in. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just really bad behavior. You know, it's all over the place. Everybody, everybody who we both all follow, uh, complain about it about how there was this woman and the kids and the, they don't know how to act. They don't know how to dress. They don't know how to behave. They don't know how. They don't know how. No, they don't. It's a shame, right? I agree. Shut. Sit down. And shut up. <laughs> behave yourself. Don't make any noise. Don't disrupt any. The problem is people don't care about disrupting the people around them. No, they that don't. That used to be a thing. We've seen like in local theaters, people get up. To go to the bathroom, and they think nothing of making a disturbance or a distraction coming back in. You know, you you think maybe like wait for like a quiet moment, or when the scene goes dark. But no, 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 just piling like nothing's going on. Yeah, because they're sitting in their living room and they gotta go pee. They just get up and go and then come back. I know. That's why I always try to get an aisle seat. First of all, I have long legs. And I had the most uncomfortable night in the Schubert Theater I've ever had. Oh, no. What um, show? It was either Spamalot or Adam's Family. I think it was Spamalot. Because the space between rows, I sat with my ears, like, my, my, my knees, like, hooked around my ears. Because there was zero room for my legs um, in between the seat of the chair and the back. It was horrible. Oh, it was no. horrible. It was horrible. But they make the chairs so small and they make the them so packed. You know, there's probably 500 more seats in that room than there were when it opened. Probably. Right? Is it still that way? It, well, I haven't been okay. in a couple yeah. of years. Because I know uh, in a, a lot of the theater, I, I haven't been in any myself, so I can't give you first-hand knowledge. But I heard that some of them actually 
remodeled their mezzanines and stuff to make them a little more COVID safe. Okay, safe. like separation between yeah, them? Yeah, a little bit of room. Now, I don't know if they've gone back to what they were, but some of them... And I get it. You know, they have to they, they have to jam the people in at yeah. $200 a seat. Well, especially since they were closed for so long, too. Right. I'm sure we're, we're still paying for that. That's the thing. I'd, I mean, I would love to go in to see a show. I just I can't swing it. They're just too expensive. Yeah, yeah. it's too expensive. I can't, I can't do it. I know. It's a shame. There's so many shows I wanted to see, but... I want to see Shuck. So yeah. Oh, man. I'd like to see the Sweeney. I want to see the new Sondheim. I'd love to see the new Sondheim, yeah. You know, I'd love to go in every time Audra opens her mouth. Every concert, every appearance, I'd love to be there. Man. But these prices are just outrageous. I cannot... It's a shame. cannot. It really is. It sucks. <laughs> anyway, to Congressman Karen Ka- Lauren Boebert, we say... Stupid! You're so stupid! But thank you for letting us continue on with our talk. <laughs> yes. Show how stupid you are. We now move on to our next segment. Raindrops on roses, whiskers oh. on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite oh. things. <laughs> I can't. I can't. He has a mini orgasm over that. <laughs> Everything about it is perfect. Her enunciation, uh, the the orchestra is fucking brilliant. It's everything about it is just perfect. And the thunder, oh, the thunder, the thunder. Well, if you cut thunder <laughs> off too soon, it sounds like God hiccuped. You know what I mean? It's like split. Or five. Yeah. Excuse me. Well, tonight for five faves, being that we were discussing the play Red earlier today, tonight's category is was to name your five favorite songs with a color in the title. Oh. Let's see if I actually have any of them. I can play them. John, what's your first one? Well, the first one that came to mind when I read your email, the second I read it, it said a color, I said, well, we're doing red, so the song, first song that came to my mind was Red, Red Wine. Ooh. Hey, girl. I don't think I have that one. A UB40. Yes, I know. Young they were. Yeah. <laughs> Twink material, that's for sure. Right? All I can do, I Yes, that was Red Red Wine Red, by UB40. UB40. Oh, long, I haven't heard that song in a long time. Well, there's a lot of them here. <laughs> and Thomas? Purple Rain. Purple Rain! He's such a handsome man. Oh. So hot. Love it. Right? Great song. Great good movie actually. I like this movie. And I love a ruffled collar. <laughs> okay, good choice there, Thomas. Thank you. My first choice comes from 1969. See if you can figure out who this is. It is Creedence Clearwater Revival. (laughs) 
CCR. CCR. Love that song. One of those songs just wants you get up and dance. Yes. <laughs> One of those that they haven't heard in ages. Right? What year was that? 1969. Yeah, I was a sophomore. I was seven years old. <laughs> How old were you, Tommy? Two. So what's your second choice, John? Oh, gosh. Let's see. This one is uh, by Ray Charles, his rendition. Ooh. And it's called Am I Blue? Am I Blue? Yep. And the reason I chose this one, well, there's, there's two reasons. One, I was feeling that way. And the other is I was a member of a... Um, cabaret group and one of the girls sang this song and i played a drunk heckler in the audience oh god while she was trying to sing this beautiful song oh here is am i blue by ray charles song before actually oh you've you had a no i'm not song. familiar with that song at all am i gay <laughs> i was till today yes <laughs> it's an american songbook actually yes hey i'm not familiar with it thomas what's your next song choice it's not easy being green <laughs> i think i can pull that up it's not easy being green Having to spend each day the color of the leaves When I think it might be nicer being red or yellow or gold or something much more colorful like that <laughs> It's not easy being green Seems you blend in with so many other ordinary things and people tend to pass you over because you're not standing out like flashy sparkles in the water <laughs> or stars in the sky <laughs> thank you Kermit yeah. maybe that I'll do for my discount <laughs> yes. oh that'd be funny right What's next on my list? Oh, I would have been remiss if I did not include this song. I had to include this. I thought I actually thought you were gonna have this on your list. Thank you, Elton. I, yeah, I, just, I had to put that on yeah. there. Had to put it on there. One of Elton John's greatest songs. Well, right. But you disagree? No. <laughs> Not even a little. Just thought I heard all this shit already. Oh, have you? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Where? Yeah. yeah. Where? Let's go right here. Yeah? Yeah. You sure? No. <laughs> John, what's your third choice? I'm going to go with uh, 1968. Ooh, because I was one. Of, it was one of the first records I I owned on my own. Oh my god! And my mother hated it. <laughs> it's the White Room by Cream. Cream. Ah, <laughs> why did your mother hate the song? Well, it was, you know, that's that hippie music. <laughs> Sounds like devil. Black roof country, no go pavements, tired stars. Turn that shit down! Yeah. <laughs> Silver horses, run down 
Cream was one of the the best rock groups in rock yeah. history. Jack Bruce, Eric Clapton, and Ginger Baker. I used to have a drag named Ginger Vitus. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? Well, that's a lie for the joke. <laughs> I never actually used it, but it is one of my backup drag names. Gingivitis, oh, okay. <laughs> antihistamine. So, Thomas, what's your third song choice? Yellow Submarine. Yellow Submarine. We all lived there. Went with the Beatles, huh? Funny how all these old songs were all pulling up. In the town where I was born Lived a man who sailed to sea And he told us of his life In the land of submarines Everybody So we sailed song for families yes. because your adults can get high <laughs> yes and then sing it with the kids, with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> makes perfect sense can't argue with that logic what's next on my list what's next on your list Ooh, oh this is a song from the 80s one of the quintessential dance songs of the 80s something tells me tommy will get he should guess this I probably might. pretty much from the opening beats Oh, God. <laughs> Can't believe you don't know this. It's, it's, um, I want to say the cure. Nope, you're in the right ballpark, though. Song by New Order. New Order. Blue Monday. One of the greatest dance songs ever. It's a great song. Yes, it is. Love that song. I don't remember that one. Really? That That was a uh, big one of the 80s. I'm too old. (laughs) I wasn't doing that. You're never too old for good dance music. I wasn't doing dance clubs in in the 80s. Well, maybe you should have been. <laughs> Probably. I shouldn't have been married. That's You're very judgmental. <laughs> well, maybe you should have been. Well, maybe you shouldn't have. Well, maybe you should have. Well, maybe if you hadn't have done that. Well, maybe... But he has a point. <laughs> yeah! He's a lawyer. He doesn't open his face without a point. Ooh. <laughs> I have so many. Pick one. All right. What number are we up to? We are now up to number four. Tommy James and the Shandells. Which song? Crimson and Clover. Oh my god. You went with an odd color name. Crimson. That looks like the uh, set for Bye Bye Birdie. Yeah. Yeah. Or another ruffled collar. I actually prefer the Joan Jett version of that song. Oh, Oh, yeah, she does a really good version of it. It's really rocking. Tomas! Follow the yellow brick road. (laughs) Follow the yellow brick road. Follow the yellow brick road. 
the yellow brick code. What affair goes the Wizard of Oz? You could sell Comey anything you want. I don't care. Just don't call him late for dinner. You should no video for this one? But you're not going to show with each of the members of the aristocracy coming up and saying, follow the yellow brick road. <laughs> follow the yellow brick road. Follow the yellow brick road. I much prefer your reenactment of it. <laughs> you make it so real, so lifelike. You're so lifelike. It's called acting. <laughs> <laughs> Something you should try. Yeah, yeah, maybe. You, you might want to look it up before next weekend. <laughs> Dick. My next song choice, I almost went with, this was black, I almost, I was telling you before, I almost went with Paint It Black by the Rolling Stones. Almost, yeah. Almost. Almost. But I had to go with this song instead because it just, I love this song. Macy Gray, I will tell you she is deceased. Amy Winehouse? Amy Winehouse is correct. The song is Back in Black. Love Amy Winehouse. I miss her. Really, she, what she could have been. Yeah. She had survived, got over her. Addictions. What she was was an accomplishment. She was great. She could have been anything. What she was was an accomplishment. Yep. John, go. Uh, well, I have so many. John, pick one. All right. <laughs> this one is really a rare one. Uh-oh. Which one called, is this? It's called White. Christmas? And... No, not White Christmas. White and what? Nerdy. Oh my god, it's actually on here. Can't say I'm familiar with this song. And you know my infinity with Gibbons, what is your fifth and final choice? Orange colored sky. I almost picked that song. I don't care. I almost colored sky. Natalie Cole. I I have that rendition, you'll be very happy to know. Although I have one by Lady Gaga that I prefer. Uh, This is on my album. I should let you hear my album one day. Love it. Great number. Can do a lovely foxtrot to this. Here it is. 
such a great arrangement. Yeah, it is a beautiful arrangement. Great number. Nice. And right? so on. Very good one. That's a good one. Yes. Good one. I know my colors, John there Steele. There you go. There you yeah, go. I'm so fun that you chose last one. I almost chose that one. But I went with this one because it's probably my favorite song of all time. And it's in French. La Vie en Rose. La Vie en Rose, which translated means... My Life in Pink. My Life in Pink. And this version is by... Uta Lemper. Uta Lemper. Let me move it up to where. I think I had that one. Start singing. Uta Lemper. Like yeah, it was. Yeah, it was right around my waist. Yeah, <laughs> scaly. <laughs> Talking about you know putting babies on spikes and it sounds pretty <laughs> French. I have no idea. It's a love song written about how when she or he or she is with her man that she sees a life in pink, which is absolutely beautiful song. A French idiom, I suppose, is a life in pink. I mean, we can figure out what it means, probably. Well, Americans usually tra- or the English usually trains them as seeing it through rose-colored Rose colored glasses. glasses. But I think it means if you look, there's an Eng- there are English lyrics to the song which are the same. Look for the English translation, and the lyrics are just they're beautiful. I ain't gonna look for anything. <laughs> they really are. Flying too high was a guy in the sky is my idea of nothing to do is a beautiful lyric to me, and I'm okay with that. Well, I'll stick with La Vie en Rose. I like interior rhymes. I bet you do, baby. Ay, Vesmia, we now move on to our next segment. Get off my lawn. Did you hear me? I said get off my lawn now. Yes, it's time for the grumpy old gay man gripe of the week. And Mr. Steele, what's your gripe of the week? So many. (laughs) Just give us one. Just give you one. All right. Jingles for medication. You stole my complaint. (laughs) That's mine, too. Well, it shows... What is it? Pharmaceutical ads that are now musicals. Okay. Okay. It's bright and cheery, and then, but if you take it, you might die. Yeah. It's like, yeah. They'll have, like, some woman taking diabetes medication. She's in this whole big song and dance number. In the meantime, side effects include this, and this all. It's just like, enough. Okay. It just, it's an, it irks the shit out of me. That was a good time saver. You two having the same grade. <laughs> there was one also where they used the melody of New York, New York, and they have everyone singing different lyrics now to it about this, some medication. Really it's cool. like, Jesus Christ, enough. Yeah. Okay, they're never dead. But that's, that's also, you know, well, my generation anyway are the people who are running things now. So, yeah. Yeah, well, sit down and be old. Yeah, <laughs> use our our good music for for your ads. Yeah, I that's mean, what Mitt Romney's doing. There's others that have, you know, um, Walmart is using. I can't remember off the top of my head right now, but they're using one of my favorite songs for advertising now. Walmart. Well, see, I, I mean, I don't mind generally commercials using music. I generally don't. But we're talking about you're selling these pharmaceutical drugs for people who are suffering from some kind of ailment and you're showing these scenes like, oh, your life is going to be like a musical if you take this pill. Patrick, have you been around American advertising ever in your life? Every... I try to avoid it as much as possible. Every beer commercial is telling you you're going to have a hot car and a hot girl. This this is the way people... That's why in some countries, you can't advertise drugs. And they shouldn't do it here anymore. They could, they, in Germany, I don't think they can do comparative advertising. Really? Which I like, too, because 
Otherwise, it's a free-for-all. But yeah, this whole idea of advertising prescribed medication as any other product on TV, I'm sorry, it's wrong. It's I, I, I think this is late coming. It's just because we're overdosed with it. Any TV show you now watch, the majority of the ads are from drug companies. Right. Let me ask you a question. If you took a, an 18-year-old and sat down with them and said, what's the majority of TV commercials you see on the television you watch, what do you think they'd say? The same thing. I don't think so. I bet so. Okay. So, okay. We'll bring in a young man in here and we'll find out. Really Go find a young man, John. Teddy. <laughs> so, Thomas, what's your gripe this week? I hate the fact that I can't put my shoes on without my stomach getting in the way. That's my gripe. How are you not able to put on your shoes without your stomach getting in the way? Are you kidding me? How is this a problem? Because I sit down. Yes. And I have to bend over forward. Okay. To put my shoes on. <laughs> okay. And my, my stomach gets in the way. Okay. It, like, stops me on the way. Like, I, what are you asking me? You have a big, fat stomach? Maybe you should think of maybe, like, lifting your foot up and resting it on something, and that way you can tie your shoe from there. Uh, if I do that, I fart. <laughs> Please, I can't go three steps without farting. <laughs> or maybe you should just wear loafers. You know, when, when somebody brings something up, they don't necessarily need you to jump in with the obvious solution. I'm just trying to be Well, they do have here. those shoes now that you can slip in and they automatically snap. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to look into that. because. Uh, yeah. So it's okay for John to make the suggestion, but not for me. Yes. <laughs> yes. And why is that? I'm because... not sure about it. <laughs> well, yeah, it's probably true. One thing I heard my mother say 100,000 times, especially to me, Yes. Was, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Okay. Because I was very sarcastic always. Okay. And for many years, she bore the brunt of it because she was there. And now the rest of us have to suffer. Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> so the in answer to your question, why is it okay for him to say it and not you? Yes. Is because he was gentle and nice and soft-spoken and, and, and was, was nice. Yes. You. I just said it very nonchalantly. You came on like a cue ball. <laughs> Hit by a fucking missile uh, going after your nine ball. Over there. So that's. I think why. I'm behind the eight ball. No, I think so. That's why. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's a that's a very interesting gripe you had there. Where's my email address? I don't know. Ask the producer. You brought it up. I didn't say a word. You brought it up. I it, didn't was, say it was gorgeous. That was last week. That was last week. <laughs> it was gorgeous. It was amazing. Anyway. So Go ahead. We now come to the conclusion of this week's episode. Oh, it's over. Yes, it's over. Part two is over. Yes, part two of this episode is over. Don't act sad, John. No, I'll be back. <laughs> of course he'll be back. Like a fungus. Like a fungus. <laughs> a fungus among us. And I want to thank my husband and producer, Stephen Prendergast. And I want to thank our friend and guest, John Steele, for joining us here tonight. It was my absolute pleasure to be here. I love seeing John Steele. Good. I have to come back again and promote the, the cabaret when we have that. Yes, Do most that. definitely. Most definitely. And don't forget to go come and see Red at the South Shore Theater Experience on Wellwood Avenue in Lindenhurst, opening on September 22nd. And after that, go to see Tommy's production of the play Whose Wife Is It Anyway at the Manus Studio Theater, also on Wellwood Avenue in Lindenhurst, opening on September 29th. You could talk in the same place. Yes, you could and on see, the street. And see both shows. Yeah. Yes, you could. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. yeah. So no next week, right? No, next week we will You're be. Cut this I will one be up. on Tech Weeks. So that's why this episode will be played during that week. And the following. And week. then the following week, you will be in Tech Week. Right. But I'll be back here with a new episode. I'm not sure if Steve will be on with me or we'll have a guest. You'll have somebody. We'll figure it out. Okay. Anyway, don't forget you can find all of our episodes right, plus our bonus material at www.grumpyoldgaymenandtheirdogs.com And you can follow us for postings on Facebook and on X. <laughs> so embarrassing. But anyway, that brings us to the conclusion of tonight's show. So on that note, we'll say have a good night 
Have a good week. Have a good life. And we'll see you next time. Bye, pictures. Just color my world.